Yo, long time no speak. Welcome back to another Wind Down Wednesday. Listen, I can get into where I've been, but I'd much rather tell y'all about how my best friend has a prison pen pal. Yeah, you heard that right. (laughs) The pandemic has everyone trying new things, and today I'm just here to spill the tea and sip the wine, okay? I give you real. I give you raw. I give you unfiltered Wind Down Wednesday. This the relaunch, baby. Let's get it. Oh my God, Emma. Hello. Hello. Welcome to my show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Glad to be here. Of course. Of course. How are you? Uh, I'm doing pretty well today. You know, another day, another chance Dollar. to okay, <laughs> another chance for opportunities. That too, that too. But <laughs> I prefer dollars over anything. <laughs> of course, yeah, I feel that. So, how do you feel being on the show? Uh, I feel I feel pretty stoked to be honest. You know, really? Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty stoked. Um, yeah, I'm excited to you know chat it up today and stuff. Good. Well, usually my guests don't know the topic before we hit record, but we actually talked prior about what the discussion would be. So how do you feel about the topic of the day? Excited and nervous. I think that, you know, I'm hoping I don't put my foot in my mouth. Mm -hmm. I hope that I don't spill too much information on certain people. Like I don't want to name bomb people. Right. So I will have to remember to keep confidentiality, but overall excited. Yes, and I'm glad you said that. Yeah, any names or anything that you throw out, feel free to, like, change the names um, because I'm not trying to get sued, but yeah. (laughs) Right, right. So, but like you said, you know, I created the show to give people a chance to kind of share their experience, dump it out or relate. So feel free to share whatever is comfortable. Don't feel like you have to overshare. Or if you don't overshare, know that I can always cut it out later. Okay. Let's dive in, or like my saying goes, let's spill the tea and sip the wine. So right now, it's present day, it's August 14th, 2020, like 6.30 in the afternoon, evening, and you actively have a prison pal that you have a relationship with. And by relationship, I mean two people connected in some capacity. That's correct, right? Correct. My eyes got really big when you first said it, but then you defined it, so yes. And how how did that start? Tell me the background of how this whole thing started between, or how did it start with you having a pen pal? Right. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, I would say about a year ago. I don't remember the exact day, but about a year ago, I I was looking more into the whole justice reform system. You know, the whole prison reform system like Mm -hmm. why people are getting locked up for things that they really shouldn't be locked up for or why they're getting sentenced time that they really don't deserve like extended time they should not be doing Mm -hmm. um so I know I have a my mom and my sister they watch shows like love after locked up love I love after lock up which are these reality tv shows that dramatize this fantasy about finding somebody in prison and mm-hmm. marrying them similar like like similar episodes like other reality tv shows that just dramatize this fantasy about meeting a celebrity like flavor flave in new york and the rock stars and having a chance to date them so i'm i'm seeing all this stuff around me and i i was really interested to know just like first of all i, I was really interested to know okay 
what is it really like to be in prison? But I didn't want to, I didn't want to reach out to people or to reach out to someone based on like, oh, I'm just curious. I just want to see if you're some type of experiment. Mm-hmm. I really wanted to see, I really wanted to get an understanding and to be able to provide comfort as a friend to someone who is locked mm-hmm. up for reasons that I, well, one thing too, I didn't want to, I tried my best not to judge a person based on the reason why they are locked up. Although I did have limitations when I was looking for a print for a prison pen pal. Um, so about a year later after I was, you know, sitting there doing all this thinking about, okay, well, let me figure out the right reasons why I want to reach out to a prison pen pal and let me make sure I'm doing this for the right reasons and not the wrong reasons and not for a short term, uh, little event. Once I finally got the guts and the found the reasons why I wanted to reach out to a prisoner, I mm-hmm. was looking at certain, I had certain limitations. So I personally did not want to date anybody who has killed a young boy because mm-hmm. I have a, a little brother. So I didn't want anybody who was, who had killed a little boy or killed any, pretty much who killed a little boy. That was kind of off my limit. I don't want somebody who killed a little boy. Um, I didn't want somebody who also had like, you know, uh, child molestation or pedophilia type of charges against them as well. So mm-hmm. those were the only two things I was looking for. Um, surprisingly enough it was pretty hard to find people to reach out to mm-hmm. because you go on these sites and you have an idea okay yeah I'm gonna reach out to somebody who needs help who has a good head on their shoulders because these prisoners have bios like Facebook like Twitter like Instagram or like any other dating site and that's the mm-hmm. part that scared me because I didn't know that I didn't know that a lot of these prison pen pals are looking for more than a pen pal so mm. once I'm reading through profiles, I'm getting to like my fifth profile I'm reading. And by the fifth profile, it's the same thing I'm hearing. You know, I'm looking for a lady who's going to ride or die for me. I'm looking <laughs> for somebody who's going to hold me down while I hold it down in prison. And I'm just like, what? what is going on here? Right, so it was very right. hard for me to find a prisoner at first because I was like, okay, I don't think this is how it's going how I thought it'd be going. <laughs> um, so once I got over that first op- obstacle of weeding out the pen pal prisoners who I weeded out the pen pal prisoners who were looking specifically for love and I had a a next my next obstacle was not judging a prisoner based on their looks because you start seeing you start searching you find these really good looking men who are in prison you're like Mm. oh he's cute don't even look at his profile or don't even look at his bio don't even look at what he's incriminated for you start thinking like you start fantasizing like oh my gosh what if you start talking and he's really romantic what if he gets out and I'm able to see him on his on his release date and you Mm. have to tell yourself like no like let me read through this stuff let me see what his bio says first, what he's charged for, or whatnot, and then I would make this decision. But I'm not going to base my decision based off his profile picture because, like I said, there are some very good-looking men on that prison uh, pen pal website. So right. yeah, I got over the, those <laughs> obstacles. I found, I actually found five prisoners at first. Um, they were all in different states. I didn't want any of my prisoners to be in the same state, and I didn't want any of my prisoners to be in my state. Uh, so I found five prisoners. I sent a message to all five of them, and then I was patient because I was I was told from a friend who also does his pen pal prison stuff that um, you have to wait because, you know, they don't have the same technology. And some of them that do, it could be delayed because they have to go through a system scan. Uh, so mm-hmm. I had my five initial prisoners and ultimately I heard back from three, the other two that the other two that I did not hear back from one of them I didn't hear back from because I didn't know that in Texas you have to send your address and I was not going to send my address. So I sent right. my intro letter and then I realized, oh, wait, he needed my address to respond. Oh, well, sorry. Sorry about that. 
And then the other guy, I'm not sure what happened to him. Um, I just never really heard back. So I did at one point have three potential prison pen pals. And then it was just my job to narrow it down to the one I have now. Wow. So when it comes to the one that you have now, what was it that made him the one? And not not the one, but like <laughs> the pen pal. What made him the pen pal? Oh, that's a great question. I will have to say, ultimately, he was the last pen pal that I reached out to. So I reached out to the oh, other wow. four in this in the same week. And then he was the very last one that I reached out to because I was like, all right, let me try one more just because, you know, there's a chance that none, none of them may reply. So he was the very last pen pal that I reached out to. Um, what made me stick with him, though, or currently stick with him because it's not a permanent thing. You know, I could leave any time. But what, what, what's continuing me to stay uh, or what, what caught my interest in him was after after our first message so when you're texting or it's emailing a prisoner prisoners have some prisoners have tablets mm-hmm. and those tablets are called jpay tablets they're provided by the prism i've seen a picture of them before it's like they're completely see-through so they take off the back cover like the back cover of a phone and you see all the wires because they don't want prisoners hiding drugs or stuff in the mm-hmm. back of it it's very very small too it's about the size of an iphone that's their tablet Oh, wow. Um, yes, very small. So um, I sent him a message on JPay, and he responded about two days later. What made me kind of stick around, though, was he asked me to call him. And usually I was like, oh, no, I'm not calling. So I told him, I was like, no, I'm not, I, don't, I don't feel comfortable calling you. And he said, you know, you could just make a fake number on the text app. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I made a fake number on the text app. Um, he gave me a call. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm going to say he gave me a call because in the prisons, you can't call the prisons. He gave me a call. And our first, our first conversation was just hilarious. It wasn't like some love at first sight. Like, oh my gosh, like I felt like he knew me off bat. We were really goofing off like young Will and young Jada. I don't know if that's really a good example, but I can't believe you just compared your pen pal to Will and Jada. I did. I did. (laughs) This was an entanglement. (laughs) But young Will and young Jada is what I compared it I'm to. I'm sorry. Continue. Continue. So, yeah, we just had, we were really goofing off. And with each prison call, the pro and con of each prison call is that you only get 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. So, it's an automated lady. And you have to click five if you want to accept the call. Click seven if you want to block them. You sit on the call. When you have a minute remaining, she'll be like, you have one minute remaining. Mm. 30 seconds remaining. You have 30 seconds remaining. And at the 30 second point for our first call, he was like, you know, you're real cool. You mind if we keep in touch? And I was like, yeah, it's cool. So I think it's just overall um, our goofiness that really kind of kept me to stay. Um, mm-hmm. And I liked how compared to the other one other prisoner who I did kind of initially talk to, that other prisoner just kind of said a little too much. Um, right and said the wrong things that made me very uncomfortable even though such I as what so the first person one of the other prisoner he said things um in the email he responded it was a it was very very long and the main thing that i remember from it was that he was pretty much talking about how he was looking for a woman he was like i am very passionate i mm. like i like passionate love I'm, i don't like to rush and I was like, I didn't ask that. But I didn't respond <laughs> that, of course. I just kind of didn't respond at all. But I liked how the prisoner who I'm with now, it, at, at first talk, it was just very, like, funny, goofy, homeboy right. stuff. It was a good friendship. Yes. Okay. So I have to ask, because you stressed the fact that, you know, you were really focused on their bio, what they were about, things of that nature. But, you know, a friendship is booming here. So I just have to ask naturally, 
do you think he was cute? Oh, yes. I'm not <laughs> going to lie. This man was cute. And he definitely asked me that. Um, I think like around our third to fifth call, he was like, so why did you reach out to me? And I told him the same things that I say, you know, I, I have been sitting on this for a year and I wanted to do this for the right reasons. I wanted to be able to be an outside friend for somebody um, to help them or not even help them like financially, but just to like be there for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I said, I'm not going to lie. I saw your picture. The first thing you see is the picture. Before you even see the body, you see the picture. Mm-hmm. And I saw his picture. And did I click on the cute guy's pictures? Yes. But what I had to stop myself from doing was sending them a message before reading their bio. So I right. clicked on his picture. I was like, oh, he's very cute. And then I was like, no, I'm going to read his bio first. You was ready to slide in the DM. I was ready to slide into that JPEG DM. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I was able to read his bio and... um I read his bio and it's it wasn't it wasn't too uh forthcoming like the other ones. His was very chill back. You know, he he said I'm a family oriented uh man. I I believe I put my family first. I'm very goal oriented. Um, I love mm. to teach myself new things. He's like I've been in prison for this long. I get out in this long, and when I get out, this is what I expect to do. I was like, okay, okay. I respect that. Now, without putting his business out there, um, why is he in prison? So the prison pimple that I'm currently talking to now, he's in prison. He's in prison for a two-person charge. I believe I said that right. A two-person charge. Mm-hmm. Um, what that means is that he was convicted at one point for, um, I used to say, harming a person or trying to harm a person, mm-hmm. and then he has been convicted yet again for doing the same thing. Um, so that's why he's in prison. But the first incident occurred when he was very young. Keep in mind that my prisoner and I grew up very differently. He grew up in a very I don't want to say probably stricken, but very drug and gang heavy uh, mm. environment. He grew up in the cap, the the capital of pimps and hoes and strippers and escorts. If you want to be that, this is the city where you go. So um, Vegas, no Portland, girl, Portland, Oregon, Portland. I know, I said the same thing. <laughs> but Drake wow. made a song about it. Drake has a song about Portland. Uh, it has the world's, it has the the country's most strip clubs. I believe that's right. Wow. So, um, wait, I forgot the question. <laughs> You're fine. You're fine. I'm going to, you answered the question. So I'm going to go ahead and move on to something else. Okay. So, okay. Now you got your pen pal. He's kind of cute. You guys are goofing off. There's a friendship forming. What is that relationship like? How often are you guys talking? What, what does it mean to be a pen pal? Well, to answer your first question, the relationship is very, very stressful. Mm. Um, and I say that because going in, you, you're given this mindset of, okay, I'm going to have a pen pal and we're going to email. We might talk. We might video chat and that's it. But people, no one, no one can prepare you for the type of, I don't know how to explain it, but it's, it's very ironic how you go into this mindset thinking we're going to talk, we're going to text, but then not knowing that this is going to can possibly highly end up consuming most of your time throughout the day because wow. a lot of these prisoners, you know, you're sitting here thinking they don't have technology. A lot of them, like I said, they have tablets and they have their, they're not sharing tablets. A lot of them have their own tablets. So it's like a tablet really? in their room. Yes. So they have access to you. It's just a matter of it has to go through security, which can take anywhere from five minutes for security to approve their message or your message and be sent to up to like four hours. So it's really fast communication. So um, 
that's I'm not saying that's the reason why it's stressing me, why the relationship is stressful. I think as I get to know him more and I start to see his true colors and start to see his the demons on his shoulder, it becomes mm. very stressful. Um, because I do feel like I'm I'm trying not to feel like this, but I do kind of feel like I'm taking somebody under my wing. And he's yeah. never asked for me to take him under his wing, but I still kind of feel like that guilt on my shoulder. So the relationship is very, it, it, it's a bit stressful. And um, having a prison pen pal, you you definitely have to keep an open mind. Um, you have to keep, you have to be an active listener as well, because I, I've, I've learned as well with uh, the prisoners and not just with my pimp up prisoner with other prisoners as well when you have time on your hands you pick up new skills such as great memory <laughs> and mm. you, if your prison pen pal told you something and you ask that question three weeks later they're going to say i told you that already mm. they're going to remember that detail like they're going to remember they remember details they have time wow so one thing you were talking about was his demons i i'm someone where i believe in the transfer of energy um no matter what, you know, even if you walk past someone or you have a conversation with them, I believe their energy transfers to you in some sort of way. Um, and the more you interact with them, their energy is going to affect you deeply. How has this affected your mental state? At first, I was perfectly fine with it. Um, I'm very blunt. So the first couple of days, he was calling me every two hours and we talked for like 20, 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the first few days I did tell him, you know, you, you are calling awfully a lot. And he did say, you know, I will relax, but the relax kind of really meant that he wasn't going to call me after like eight o'clock PM anymore. <laughs> so really wow. That really wasn't much. I think it had to be more straightforward. Um, um, as far as how it affected me, it didn't really affect me at first. You know, once I told him, you know, you're calling a lot and he backed off a little bit, I think it started to affect me when I, when I made the I don't want to say a mistake but when I made the choice to have too many friends involved with my situation it became very stressful for me because those friends I had I found out the hard way are not as open-minded as me and some of them Mm. are very judgmental and it really did hurt my feelings to see to see or hear some of them completely judge a person they never know or never met Mm -hmm. um and to kind of definitely poke at them but in Mm. a way where it's like they're talking about him while in the background knowing that he can't hear them but then he hears them talking and he's kind of like what's going on I hear like laughing what y'all laughing at and then kind of having to like defer the question so that it doesn't like offend him mm. so it did, it did it did start to drain me once I got certain friends involved that maybe shouldn't have been involved in this situation because it technically is none of their business but that's that's when it started to really kind of uh drain me more so it never was really his demons, you know, they're, they're something that he's battling on his own. It's some stressful sometimes to hear about it, but it really started to drain me when mm-hmm. I got friends that I, my physical friends that I see every day, once I got them involved, that's mm-hmm. when it started to drain me because they were starting to say opinions and things that were starting to affect me. And there was just things that it's like, come on, like, I don't think that's nice at all. Right. There's no wow. for it. So you're mentally being drained, not from the relationship that you're building with him, more so from the judgment from the people who aren't in jail and whose situation this isn't. Yes. And I've, I've, I have definitely tried to explain. Um, and at this point, I don't know if it's more so if these people do not want to understand or if, if they are, I don't know, just, I guess, close-minded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what sucks. I feel like, 
we kind of forget about people that are in prison and we tend to kind of, you know, not think about it. And when we do, it's all these negative connotations that come with it. Right. So how has this changed your perspective about people in prison? It has definitely changed my perspective in both positive and maybe um, more cautious ways as well. I say that because on the positive end, you know, people have this perception of, oh, people in prison are all bad or Mm -hmm. they are they're all there because they deserve to be there. Does my prison pen pal deserve to be in jail? Definitely. Because what he did, he did it twice and he knew exactly what he was doing. Mm -hmm. And he, he, he acknowledges that. He's like, I know what I did. I did what I did, but he was like being in prison for over half of your life, you know, being 26 and spending over uh, spending, having to spend over half your life in prison is not something that you think about. You don't think about the consequences as an mm-hmm. adult and now starting to hit him and he doesn't want to do that anymore. So I think, you know, positive on the positive end, you just have to see, okay, these are real people and they have real conversations as well. You're not sitting there talking about, oh, um, you're not sitting there talking about things that you thought you'd be talking about. Like, you kind of, mm-hmm. I think I went in thinking, oh my gosh, we're going to have nothing to talk about. My pen pal, like I said, he has a tablet, he has a TV, he watches basketball, he watches Snapped, he watches Dateline. Like, we talk about, we talk about Snapped about the woman killing their husband. Like, we watch the same Snapped <laughs> TV shows. It's right. actually quite ironic. We talk about restaurants, like, you know, because he had a life outside of prison. It wasn't mm-hmm. like he's been in prison his whole life, it was more than half of his life. But I can sit there and say, you know, I'm at TGI Fridays. Oh, you're at TGI Fridays? Have you tried this, this, and this? No, I haven't tried that, but I'm going to try it now. Like, it's not some type of barrier where we're, like, two separate worlds. Like, even though he is in prison, he still he still has some connection to the outside world. And then he has his past memories and experiences that he experienced when he was outside of prison. So, mm. on the positive end, it did make me connect with him more because I was actually really uh, shocked to know that, like, okay, like, we can have these conversations. It's not, it's not going to be talk about nothing. Um, but I would also say that on the kind of cautious end, one thing that I have learned through the other people or the other online people that I have talked to who are also in the same situations is that unfortunately when you're put in the circumstance of being in prison, um, prison isn't, it's not a happy place to be. And I think no one wants to make prison a happy place for them. The people who are in there, they're not trying to be happy. They're just trying to be content until they get out. Right. And sometimes that means doing things that necessarily they don't want to do or maybe things that they mm. wouldn't have done on the outside world. Like and what? That could, that could be anything from having to sell your stuff. So having to sell your shoes. That could mm-hmm. be something scandalous as selling pictures of a girl you're talking to. Because when you're posting these pictures online on the on uh these websites for pen pal prisoners there's thousands of people on these websites every day so as far as my pen pal i know he's had his profile up since about april and he said he's had he's had about 40 people contact him since april so it's having those people who are sending you pictures and like they're willing does this off bat willing to do things for you oh you're in prison i feel so bad for you here's $30 on your book. And then knowing that in prison, you know, you need commissary, you need, or you don't need, you want commissary, you want Mm -hmm. snacks, you want to be able to talk to your family members because talking on the phone is not free. So you take advantage of this person or they might have a thought to take advantage of this person. Like, okay, well, she's going to send me money. So I don't like her. I might not be attracted to her, but I'm going to keep her around because she's going to keep putting money on my books. Or Mm. this girl may not be, I don't, may not be attracted to her, but, 
she has a nice body, so I'm gonna sell this picture and use the money to get so and so. So it's knowing it's also the you know that cautious um that cautionary that I I learned uh as far as with other online uh pen pals, other girls or, or men who are talking to prison uh people in pen pals, oh sorry, people in prison, that there are some situations, very, very sad situations where this person can be talking to a prison pen pal, and this happens for both men and women. Talking to the prison pen pal, things are going great. They think they're in love, and then find out a whole. Sometimes it could be up to years later, but finding out months later that your prison pen pal is married or engaged mm. or has four other boyfriends or four other girlfriends, and that you were pretty much being used. Mm. Wow, wow. So back to the pictures thing. Have your pictures or? To your knowledge, have any of your pictures been sold? That's actually funny because I was speaking to my prison pen pal today and <laughs> I'm very, I'm very, um, like I said, I'm very blunt, but I'm also very awkward. So instead of just asking somebody, hey, are you doing this? I kind of just make a joke out of it. So I was talking to them today um, and I said, okay, I'm going to send you a picture and I'm going to put a foot in it for your clients that like have a foot fetish. He said, excuse me? I said, I'm going to put a foot. I'm going to put my foot in the picture. So, you know, people who like foot fetish, they should get a little extra. And the reaction that I got was not something I expected. Um, he was very, very upset with me. Right. Upset. You uh, thought was, he was pipping you out. Sell a oh, few girl, pictures. I still, like, you have to be cautious with, just like with any men out here, any man out here. Right. Like, oh, you have to be cautious. Right. And being that I've only known him for what five weeks I still I can't trust somebody I've only known for five weeks Mm -hmm. I gotta know you a little bit longer so I I joke about it I say I've joked about it before as well I said so how much you sell my pictures for and he's like I'm not selling your pictures and to an extent I believe him but to an extent you know I don't just because the simple fact that I don't trust him and the simple fact that you know I know in prison sometimes you have to do anything like sometimes it may get to that point where he might be doing it or he might have to do it right so i i don't i don't give him the benefit of the doubt that he is selling my pictures thank god they're not scandalous provocative pictures but mm-hmm. then again in prison anything sells um but then i also am like keeping in mind that okay he might not be so let me not bash this over his head but let me keep it in the back of my mind that mm-hmm. I gotta be careful with this so yeah being he, cautious yeah so if he is selling it i mean i at least I know I got potential to be, <laughs> to be your <laughs> I was just about to ask are you okay knowing that there's a potential that your pictures may be getting sold I'm okay knowing that if my pictures were being sold if he were honest with me about it like just straight up even though it'd be very very disrespectful and I would not send anymore I would be okay with it like okay you know what it is what it is what can I do about it mm-hmm. what, I, what I would not respect is if let's say hypothetically months from now we're still talking as friends mm-hmm. and then I have to find out through somebody else because there's still connections in prison or I have to find out through somebody else that my pictures are being sold or a lot of guys in prison this has not happened to me and hope to god it won't happen to me some guys in prison will sell phone numbers and addresses mm. so yeah I, god forbid that never happens to me but if that does that would upset me more because I have definitely confronted him about these questions and I have been told no I'm not doing this no I would never do this right that's weird I'm not a weird nigga I'm sorry oh, I said <laughs> you're <laughs> fine you're fine yeah. so there's a friendship building here obviously you know there's an amount of trust that has to be given in order for you to feel the need to speak to him every day talk to him every day so be it 
has there ever been any kind of romantic gestures or things that kind of caught you off guard? Yeah, so I I yes, there has. Say <laughs> I would say yes. Um it's definitely at the beginning, um, especially when I sent him a picture, because when I sent my intro email, I included a picture as well, because I feel when you meet somebody, you should have a face to the name. Mm-hmm. And since I saw his profile picture, I was like, OK, well, I will send him one of me. He will have a face to my name. Um, so there was definitely heavy, heavy flirting coming on his end. Early mm. on. Uh, you know, aside from the compliments on my picture, it was um it was uh, a lot of talking about the future, a potential future for us. Wow. Uh, definitely, definitely didn't make me uncomfortable at first, but it took me off guard. But it made me uncomfortable when I think that talk became a little too serious for me. And it, it started to resolve around, okay, well, when I get out, you know, I have to do six months on parole. So I want you to come out here. Because when you do parole, you have to do it in the state that you were imprisoned, uh, imprisoned at. So that would be uh, Washington. When mm-hmm. I do parole for six months or probation, uh, I want you to come out here and stay with me. And wow. knowing where my life is going to be when he gets out of prison, but still not wanting to kind of put that in stone made me uncomfortable. So that that happens very early on um, in the midst of us talking. But we definitely had a, a heavy talk about it, an uncomfortable, awkward talk, but I had to get off my chest. And I felt like um, we're at we're both on the same page as of now. Where we still do flirt because, like I said, he is cute. We we might I'm like, oh, you hey, <laughs> handsome, you stuff like that. Good morning, sunshine. But it's no longer us talking about like a future together or stuff like that. Okay, good. Or I think it's good. I don't know. Is it good? It's good for now. I'm content. <laughs> I'm I'm happy with the pace. I feel like it was going a little too fast at first on his end, and I had to tell him to slow down. Ah, uh, okay, that makes sense. So, kind of flipping the switch here, have you gotten any kind of insight on the lifestyle of prisoners and just the conditions of how they're living? Yes. Um, before I talk about at least my prison pen pals experience, I will say that um, in the state of Washington, you can actually request a prisoner's um, all their information. There's no such thing as confidentiality for prisoners in Washington. So if I wanted to, I can get his daily schedule. I can get his call log. I can see what he's ordering on his commentary, which is actually very sad because I feel like, I know your rights are stripped away as a felon, but I feel like that, that's just an ultimate low. Like, I don't know. So yeah, um, with that being said, um, as far as with the prison in Washington that my pen pal is at, um, it's, it's very normal. Mm. Um, aside from having a curfew, like they have a certain time when they have to go into their cells and a certain times when they can get out of their cells. Um, he gets out around 7 a.m. Washington time. He has time to be out in the common area. So he can be on the common area playing games or like playing card games or watching TV. Mm-hmm. But he also has a TV in his cell as well. So <laughs> very luxury life right there. I'm just I was kidding. about to say, he must be... <laughs> Um, you know, there's different levels of the prison system. One is like, I forget what they call it, but one is like very restrictive. Solitary. Where, yeah, they yeah. can't do much. Um, no, high security or something like that where they can't do much. And then there's very low security prisons where there's a little bit more freedom because the charge isn't as um, strong as, you know, someone that's in high security prison. Right. I believe he is in low security um, because of his charge. Mm-hmm. Uh, the two person charge while also being a gang affiliate but also because he has a good record as far mm-hmm. as I know 
the past seven years that he's been in prison, he has not gotten into any fights or done anything that would make him go into high maximum security. So mm-hmm. I think he has a good track record that has allowed him to have this, the small privileges that he has currently at the moment. Um, but yeah, he has a pretty reg- regular schedule. It gets out at seven, goes out to the common area. Uh, they have a certain time they can go out to the yard because they don't want everybody in the prison, especially the men. You know, there are different gangs in there. They mm-hmm. don't want everybody out on the yard at the same time. Uh, so they have certain times, set times they can go out to the yard outside. Um, they have set times to take a shower. But he has like a TV, a tablet. He watches shows. He watches movies. Um, and then he has to be back into his cell at 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. So, But he can still okay. use his tablet during those times. Wow. Okay. Interesting. So we are at the 30 minute mark. I told you time kind of flies. I still have so many questions for you, but I don't want to bore the audience. <laughs> um, so I do have one final question and we, this could kind of be the wrap up, you know, getting in prison, I feel like is a lot easier than people think. All it really takes is one mistake. Um, and I remember you telling me how different your life could have been if you were still living in New Jersey um with that being said I do believe the school to prison pipeline is real um which means you know people start criminalizing the youth early the zero tolerance policies disciplinary actions do you have anyone any friends family or anyone that you just know that have been affected by their environment and have been in prison and it's kind of you know just been set up basically for Mm -hmm. the prison lifestyle yes to be in prison Yes, so um, my brother, my dad's son, and then uh, my uncle as well grew up in very rough environments where they pretty much couldn't escape from it, and they they couldn't escape from the environment, and they did not have that parental support or guidance that they needed. Um, so that would be my dad for my brother's uh, part, and that would be my grandma for my uncle's part. Um, and that both of them are ex-felons. They spent some time in state prisons, um, the one thing I will say, their environment, it was something that they couldn't control, especially as kids. It wasn't mm. like a lot of people say, okay, well, you move or go live with a friend. It's not that easy as people make it seem. As a, mm-hmm. as a child, especially as a young black man, you can't just up and leave. Um, that, that situation kind of resolves, involves sometimes doing things that are, are not legal. Like if you tell a young black man or you tell a young kid, oh, you need to just move out on your own, get your own place. Well, how do they do that 15, 16 years old when they can't no resources, yeah, right? No resources, no job. And you know that the only way for them to get resources would be doing something illegally, right. um, which would still lead them to prison. So I do have my brother and uncle who are uh, ex-felons, but I, I will also say that although it really does hurt me to sometimes hear, even though they don't say much about prison, to hear how they went to prison and some of the things, some of the very, very small things they had to experience in prison, although it does hurt me to hear that and hear that they had to experience that, both of them are doing very well for themselves. And I think both of them are, well, I know for sure my uncle has definitely done a complete 180 where he's not going back to prison. Very nice house, very beautiful family, like just really complete 180s uh, from the time he was incarcerated as a young adult, uh, as a teenager. And then my brother, who was pretty recent out of prison as well, he's making complete 180 as well, spending more time with his son and his girlfriend. Good. So it's it's sad to hear that they had to go through that because, you know, the environments they grew up in mm-hmm. um, and not having that guidance. But I'm very happy that both of them are kind of like putting their lives on the right track. Good. Well, good for them. I'm happy to hear that. Um, okay. 
last final question, because we always have to address the people that are listening right now. Um, what would you say, or what are your final thoughts? Um, you know, we talked about your prison pen pal, the lifestyle of prisoners, and then how it's affecting you, and then how you're being judged by it. What would you say to all the people out there who may be listening that are either judgmental or thinking about having a pen pal or just got released from prison? Like, what would you say to everyone right now? I will say if you have a problem, if with the current world situations, you have a problem, if you have a problem with the current world situation going on now with homosexuality being okay with homosexual, with um, gay marriage being legal, with transgender, with sex workers. If you have a problem with anything that's going on in the world right now, if you just look side eye at it, you do not need to have a pen pal prisoner. You do not deserve a pen pal prisoner. I have to say it like that because you do not deserve to make somebody feel like the choices that they made or the mistakes that they made because some of them are in their life because they're doing time for something that they admit doing, but you do not deserve to make somebody feel worse than what they already are. You don't have the mental capacity or the empathy to be there for a person. So I, I, I do suggest that if you can't accept that or if you can't put your opinions aside for that then don't do it because it does take a strong mind and a strong heart to be um a prison pen pal um but mm-hmm. then i will also say you have to keep in mind that these are people as well um these are not some so there are some monsters i'm not going to lie there are some people who unfortunately they do really really bad things that are deemed unforgivable mm-hmm. but most of them a big majority of them are people like you and i and one thing i always always say the only difference between my prison pen pal and I aside from the exact crime he did the only difference between my prison pen pal and I we did the same mistakes we did the same things that were wrong and illegal he got caught I didn't get caught Mm. that's the only difference wow and he's serving time for it he's serving extended time for it that's just unreasonable Mm. as a young adult that was a really great ending thank you so much thank you Thank you for being on the show. Um, that's pretty much all my questions. So we enjoyed having you, and this was amazing. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> this is great. Awesome. Well, hopefully I can have you again one day, but until Definitely. next time. Okay. Well, nice talking to you. You too. Bye, girl. Bye. Bye.